1: Gary McNamara and Eric Harley talk about everything from politics to social issues and news of the day. Whether you're up late or you're just starting your day, welcome to the show. This is Red Eye Radio.
0: Hello and welcome. He is Gary McNamara. I'm Eric Harley. Welcome to a very special Friday. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Here on Red Eye Radio. Gary, how are you? (laughs)
2: You there were big decisions to be made uh, yesterday. Uh, Tiger Woods uh, back playing golf again. So my predicament was, do I watch the Tiger Woods press conference or the Biden press conference? And then I realize neither really ever answers a question.
0: <laughs>
2: so I went to sleep. <laughs> Here. <laughs> Here's Biden. Here's Biden. Yesterday at the end, here we go.
3: Sir,
4: the question was: it, there's been, Sir, there's been criticism. There's been criticism that this wasn't. There's been criticism that this. Criticism that this sir, Mr. President Mr. President, Mr. President, Mr. President, there has been criticism. <laughs> Mr. President, there has been criticism that this was an overreaction that was done because of political pressure.
5: You turn
2: my off and ask the question. We have more polite
3: people. Mr. President, why have you chosen Poland for your trip to mark anniversary of the war? And what's your message? What?
4: When are you speaking to President Xi, Mr. President?
2: So he turns around twice and walks away.
0: Yeah, no, no. We said, we said, look. If you want our advice, and I'm sure they're going to take it, <laughs> have him sitting down, addressing the American people. Get your bullet points out and move on. No media in the room.
2: Right. Because now he turned away not once, but twice. And the thing is, he's listening to the questions. Yeah. And then it's like, okay, I'm not going to answer it. Turns around. Somebody throws out another question. Yeah. And... And he turns around, looks, and then turns around and walks away again. It's like, oh, I don't like the question. I don't like the question. I don't like the question. And if he doesn't like the question, then you're not polite. Right. And he will continue, as he has before, to criticize the media (laughs) for not being polite as they scream questions because they all know he will never answer a question, except if it's from friendly
0: media and a softball interview. There ain't one person in this room that wants to be polite. Name one. <laughs> well, it's not you. <laughs> oh my gosh. I mean, it's just you they <laughs> I'm sorry.
2: We no, were I'm no, sorry as political consultants when we put that those hats on, we were absolutely correct. You should come out, read a statement, yeah. no press, turn around, walk, you know, no, excuse me, not turn around, mm. but do do the statement and have the camera fade out. Uh-huh. As he stares into the camera. You're going to have
0: to turn it off pretty quickly because you don't want him, you know, looking around or standing up, you know, turning around to shake the hand of somebody that's not there. I would suggest you even get rid of the cameraman person. Everybody get out of the room Uh, because it it (laughs) was... There is a great potential <laughs> that he's going to look off camera and say, name one person who would want to be sitting here tonight in this desk. Name one, Jack, and go after whoever's in the room. There, That's the potential you have. Joe Biden has always, always been a danger to Joe Biden politically. When you, When you look at The problems that that are there with with Biden, it was always we've said the Hunter Biden thing isn't about Hunter at all. Because if I were the VP. My family would be very clear as to what business dealings they'd be doing and which business dealings they wouldn't be doing. You're not getting involved in something like that with China. China jack and all of these things are under his control that's why we're seeing it he's a liability to himself
2: uh it was the continuation yesterday whether it was every time you know for example even the doctor visit Mm -hmm. because people want to know about his cognitive state Mm -hmm. and so he has the physical Nothing done on his cognitive state. Yeah. So there's just every time they do something, there's more questions. And the other thing is you see the pattern uh, from this White House and the pattern you see Corrine Jean-Pierre do it all the time. You ask a question. And then she goes and rehashes all the information you ever you already know Mm -hmm. as the answer. It's a question you haven't asked. Yeah. But she just rehashes everything, starts, them, well, let's look at what happened here. And then she goes and talks about everything else, ignores your question. But that's the completion of the question. Well, you, uh, you really didn't answer my question. Yes, I did. That's the answering the question.
0: Well, that, it, that's, it's almost sometimes like she's repeating the question in a different way. Yeah. Back to them. Yeah. Uh But but he all he did today was
2: rehash everything yeah. that we already know right he didn't tell us anything new no he simply okay here's what happened
0: we know that but here's one quote and and i had to screenshot this in case the story changed <laughs> because they do oh it was updated an hour later but but it's a quote from the president i gave the order to take down these objects and couldn't rule out the risk of surveillance they still won't tell you exactly what they are but he's saying exactly what we were wondering i gave the order shoot them down we're not risking anything what he means is and we'll translate that politically i'm not going to risk anything i need to look like a tough guy from now on
2: because i was not a tough guy exactly because i lied to, which means the first what
0: I did the first time was a mistake. Yeah, he thinks this makes him look strong and it weakens him yeah. considerably. Because yeah. there's a ton of questions. And you heard it. What
2: were the you could hear numerous reporters asking the question, did you did you do all this because you're compromised by China? Exactly. Is everything that's happening because you're compromised from China? And once those questions start, they're not going to end. Right. Which means he cannot do a press conference he has to make sure that he gets in other uh journalist political or journal what journal activist as who was it I mm. think it was DeSantis calls it that but right, I'd rather right. just say the hot need- mic thing yeah yeah he needs to get the political analyst excuse me the the political activist he cannot get a journalist who will actually ask the tough questions that Americans are asking. Basically, you know, and I think he did an interview with NBC afterwards. So it's like, OK, who won't ask me the questions? They already know we can't ask Biden this question. We can't ask him this question. We, yeah, well, yeah, we yeah. can now we can we can ask him these questions. All right, let's try to be tough today. We'll ask him the question. He won't answer it. And then we'll move on to the next question and we'll mm-hmm. say, well, we answered it. Well, you should have stated mm-hmm. it's a journalist's job. If you ask a question and they don't answer it, you say, well, I asked this question. You didn't answer it. I answered your question. No, you gave me a reply, but you did not answer the question. Mm -hmm. You did not answer the question that I asked. Right. And, again, uh, you have – again, I don't want to – a lot of people say, well, the journalists, all these people in the White House press corps are wimps. No, they're not. They're political activists. That's what they are. They're political activists that – I." I'm not going to say they're wimps because they have no shame. Mm-hmm. It's obvious that they're political activists. They claim they're journalists. Everybody laughs at them. Everybody knows it's not true. They don't care because they know their goal is to push a particular narrative, not to get to the truth. Right. So, uh, you know, this is just going to continue. But it looks it looks horrible. Absolutely. And I just, I burst out laughing when I saw him turn you know, turn around, turn his back twice. Yeah, turn his back twice. Not once, but twice. And then the thing is, it's like he listens to the question. Like, ah, forget it. I'm just going to turn can't,
0: around. He can't not engage. He's he's doing everything he can to not engage. It's yep. taking every bit of his willpower to not engage with the media.
2: But I will say this it does seem that he does realize that he. Cannot compete with even a compliant, mostly compliant White House press corps. He still can't compete. No, he can't no. challenge them. No, he will sit there and what? But you know, he wants to because his that's his. The you know, he he gets furious that anybody is questioning his integrity at all. Right. And that's all they're doing is questioning his integrity. Right. So he knows he gets. This is what an interesting. What an interesting situation to be in! An interesting mind to deal with. You know you have no integrity. You want people to believe you have integrity. Mm-hmm. You get furious because they don't believe you have integrity. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you know you have no integrity. Right? It's insanity. It is. It 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 all is right now. So, I, I did like the one where a reporter uh, asked about. We'll get this audio cut about uh you know, they're keep asking about Biden's age and she said uh, it's interesting because he has had one of the most historical uh one of the most historical presidencies in his first two years than any other president. I first thought she said hysterical presidency but it's like everybody yeah. i mean you that's i mean that's gaslighting as far as you can gaslight yeah, yeah. everybody she knows it's not true she knows the press knows that it's not true she knows the people of the united states knows that it's not true but they uh, she she knows that everybody knows that it's not true and she says it anyway as if it's fact and because you're pushing a narrative and it doesn't matter whether people buy it or not, you have no other choice because nobody believes you. Well, I,
0: it you know, this is how they attack everything. You're too stupid to see that prices are coming down. They're yeah. not coming down, but that's their take on it. You're too stupid. The American people are too busy going about their day to see that prices are coming down. And wow, you saw the markets today going, um, yeah. yeah, no more inflation indicators. And uh, one of the Feds, it was a St. Louis Fed uh, chair or president, uh, came out and said that he was pushing or he was supporting, I don't know, pushing, but supporting a half a point increase this last time and says that he believes the Fed needs to go half a point the next couple of uh, measures. But, you know, these are the things that aren't going away. You know, uh they're they're not the numbers are not working for this administration. They don't care. They just lie about the numbers. No, these are good numbers. No, prices are still going up. Think about that. A month after you paid for your stuff in January, they're telling you they want you to believe prices are coming down. That his plan is working. Well, if his plan is to raise prices, It's damn sure working. I have no doubt. I should have invested in eggs. (laughs) I didn't want to put all my dollars in one basket. It's it's just insane right now. You know, that's just, you know, the, well, it's not a recession. What's two quarters back to back negative growth. That's not a recession. Yeah, it is. Always has been. No. And these are the things they can't change. So they just lie about it. It's working. The plan is working. And then when it comes to anything, the documents, the balloons, everything's fine. We did what we were supposed to do.
2: Yeah, we'll get through everything, that you know, as, as we have, um, you know the what the what the real questions are but Mm -hmm. they just won't they're they're not they're not going to answer any of them and like i said i the way you put it the other day i think is the perfect way to put it that everything that we're seeing here everything that you have seen is simply a political reaction yep that everything everything that was done here uh was not done because of uh, a policy or strategic policy because that and everybody's asking that the 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 question well, wait a minute why are you shooting down things that are why aren't you shooting down things that are actually a threat right. but things that aren't a threat and what different and that question uh, I saw it was either the Wall Street Journal or national review said it you there's thousands of these things out there yeah, right and why did you shoot these three? They won't answer any of those questions at all. I think they're just trying to stall this thing out till they hope it goes away. Because we have moved on to the balloons, you know, I think they think okay, we've won on the Hunter Biden thing, and then yeah, right. boom, then boom, <laughs> the reporters tie the two
0: in together. Exactly. Is
2: all this happening because you're compromised by China?
0: I'm like, oh my god! <laughs> and I love that they're using finally using that word compromised. Yeah, yeah. Something we've that, been using yeah. it for weeks, uh, maybe months.
2: Eight six six ninety red eye.
4: Tires command a lot of attention. As a top expense for drivers and a leading cause of CSA violations, any tire maintenance practice that can help extend tire life is worth consideration. Consider tire balancing, which can set you up for savings and a smoother ride before your tires touch the highway. Tire balancing corrects an uneven distribution of weight in tires and wheel assemblies, but the trick is to be proactive and not reactive. Conduct routine pre- and post-trip tire inspections and pay special attention to inflation. Tires with too little air will wear prematurely and create more resistance, which can result in increased fuel consumption, a harsher ride, and ultimately lead to a blowout. This report is brought to you by Shell Rotella. Shell Rotella, with advanced synthetic technology, is designed to help keep your rig running with more mileage and
1: less maintenance. Get in touch with Red Eye Radio, toll free at 866-90-RED-EYE.
0: Hey drivers, Eric Harley here. Today I want to talk to you about Cat Scale. Most of you have heard about Cat Scale's guarantee, but did you realize they guarantee axle weights and the gross weight? That's right. If you weigh legal on a Cat Scale and then get an overweight citation, Cat Scale will pay you back for the fine or go to court with you. Now that's a guarantee. Besides the guarantee, the people at Catscale have been working on some other things to make life easier for you. Many of you are already using their Weigh My Truck app to weigh your loads. Super easy, right? For you drivers out there who aren't, let me tell you, download this app. It's a huge time saver. Simply set up an account at WeighMyTruck.com or ask your company to do it, and then you just pull on the scale, open the app, follow the screens, and within a matter of seconds, you are weighed, and you'll see your weights right there on your phone or tablet. That's it. You're done. You'll also get a locked PDF copy of the scale ticket emailed to you. Weighing doesn't get any easier than that. If you want to know more about the Weigh My Truck app, Go to WeighMyTruck.com or give Catscale a call, 877-CAT-SCale. Their help desk is always open.
2: Red Radio, he's Eric Carly, and I'm Gary McNamara, Eight six six ninety red eye Reporters asking about the president's age yesterday. Here's Corrine Jean-Pierre responding.
3: And this is a president that works day in and day out. Uh, you know, in a in a grueling fashion and a gruel with a grueling schedule and delivers. And let's not forget, it is interesting that we get this question about this president who has had one of the most historical uh, presidency in his first two years than any other president. Oh,
2: uh, my God. <laughs> what? Well, I guess historical can be taken. Well, In in a few
0: ways. If we're going to say, built on the number of self-created controversies and issues, uh, yeah. Yeah, I'd say that. If you're going to say, well, he was the first president to start his first term with, uh, a pandemic, I'd have to go back and see, uh, back to uh, 1918, somewhere in there, Spanish flu, and see if that were to be accurate. If you're going to say, you know, make all of these things, but... You're working too hard at this. When you, I, yeah, I guess I am. <laughs> you're, you're working yeah. much too hard at this. Well, I mean... Actually, it is historical, but it's not historical in the way that she means it. We are in <laughs> all new territory. I, it, You know, his former boss said it, never underestimate the ability of Joe Biden to F things up. And, oh, my gosh, that actually was an understatement. Yeah,
2: and it's you know the thing is it it's not every single day is is like this every single day it gets worse and every single day when okay we're gonna we're gonna be out here to answer your questions today and no questions get answered and they keep telling you that they're answering your questions yeah and everybody knows they they know they're not answering your questions <laughs> Kareem Jean Pierre and the president knows they're not answering your questions the press knows they're not answering their questions the people know you're not answering their questions. You know that everybody knows that you're not answering your questions, mm-hmm. and you keep still keep stating, we're answering your questions. Yeah. That's this plus, circular, cluster, whatever you want to call it, uh-huh. that we're involved in right now. <laughs>
5: The IRS, the world's most aggressive collection agent.
1: The bonus show.
2: It's Red Eye Radio. He's Eric Carlin, and I'm Gary McNamara. Eight six six ninety Red Eye. You know it's a Friday show, and you know how we all feel on Friday, right? I mean, it's no you get it. You get into work, and you're saying we need to have some fun today, and you know, so you don't clock watch. You know, oh. you don't want to be watching the clock all day on a Friday, saying, "Okay, just a few more hours before we get out." I'll get out here in a few more hours, and so you need to you need to entertain yourself. So. And
0: and and thanks to the bourbon, you can watch both clocks. <laughs>
2: You know, we do have a podcast, and a lot of podcasters drink.
0: So I know we're on radio. (laughs) I'm learning something here. Well, yeah. I guess I guess I would assume just by the numbers that some of them do. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm just I'm Rogan. Yeah. Oh, you mean other people who create? I thought you meant our list. (laughs) No, 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 no podcasters. People who create. Content content creators,
2: content creators, right? But see, we're not allowed to drink, even though our show is our podcast because we're on the radio, and apparently we're held to a higher standard. Fine. (laughs) My point is, I wish to entertain myself here by
0: (laughs) playing Don Lemon. This is is just like doing hallucinogens. (laughs) You're. It really is, because we're living for five hours a night in this delusional world that the liberals have created for themselves. Now, we snap back into reality quite often throughout the show. But, yeah, it gets pretty purple hazy. Hey,
2: you guys want to do some acid? No, we we do a conservative radio show, and we do observations of liberals. We don't need – no, you can take your acid down the
0: road. Rogan was doing – This hallucinogenic honey stuff. On the air? Yeah. I don't think he took very much of it. I mean, on the The, podcast. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. You know, I
2: need to... I I, I don't think it was very much of it. I need to do more research on the drug culture because that's the first I didn't know there was
0: hallucinogenic Well, no, see, that would be (laughs) my luck. I would finally, you know, uh, uh, take a trip and I'd go to South America and be traveling and... You know, then the the locals. You know, they, they wouldn't be speak. They, they couldn't speak my language. I couldn't speak their theirs. But they wanted to offer me a gift. Oh, it's honey. Oh, I love honey. Needed <laughs> it, <get> it <laughs> by the spoonful. Oh. oh my, yeah. Apparently, not that honey. All right, so
2: here we go. Let's have some fun. Let's right.
0: let's let's uh, play Don Lemon mm-hmm. from yesterday on. Okay, on, here we go
2: on CNN. Here mm-hmm. we go. This whole talk about age makes me uncomfortable.
0: I think that, I think it's the wrong road to go down. She says people, you know, politicians or something are not in their prime. Nikki Haley isn't in her prime. Sorry. When a woman is considered to be in her prime in her 20s and 30s and maybe 40s. What do you that's not wait. I, that's not according to me. Prime for what? I, it depends. I mean, it's just like prime. If you look it up, it'll, if, you look, if you Google when is a woman in her prime, it'll say 20s, 30s, and 40s.
2: By the way, at this point, uh, he should have realized, I need to shut up. Yeah, okay. they're, they're, the, the words stop
0: talking come yes. to mind. Here, let's continue.
2: I don't necessarily... 40,
1: have, so i got not saying I agree
5: with that. So I think she has to be careful about saying that you know, politicians aren't in their prime. We need to
4: age qualify. Age. Are you talking about prime for like childbearing? Yeah, or are you just talking about the prime I'm for just being say president? What the
0: facts are Google it. Everybody at home, <laughs> when is a woman in her prime? It says 20s, 30s, and 40s. And I'm just saying Nikki Haley should be careful about saying that politicians are not in their prime. And they need to be in their prime when they serve because. Hold on, I got to Google something. Wait, hold on. Wait, because I got to find this out. When is a. Yeah, check it out. I I didn't even think about that. I I didn't either. Check it out. When is a CNN anchor in his (laughs) prime? Oh, it says a long time ago. (laughs) Huh, I didn't know
2: that. Don Lemon's apology for Nikki Haley's age remark hints at deeper tensions. At the CNN morning show.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and it's only because his co host is not in her prime. <laughs> <laughs> ne- oh neither,
2: my gosh. Neither of the female CNN hosts are in their prime.
0: <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Okay. I have to Google it. it. Just Google it. it, By the way, just everybody Google it. It's a fact. Because everything that you Google, whatever the result is, is a fact. The Healthy
2: Journal. A woman's prime age is between 28 and 45. Uh They're busy raising kids. They're capable of doing what they want. After that, physical and mental handicaps develop. Her best years come when uh, she achieves religious faith. Well, I'm sure that's not the part that. Don Lemon read.
0: I'm guessing it's not.
2: (laughs) And then everyone, everything else is about Don Lemon.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's when you know you stepped in. Now,
2: then at what age do women uh, reach their sexual peak? Um, Never. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Hey, ladies, he's single. (laughs) So really, that's the only thing when you put it into Google, that's the only thing that comes up is that one that 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 isn't That comes from Healthy Journal somewhere, and in, I guess it means are you are you strongest physically?
0: Well, I don't know. I mean, mentally it, you could be strong, and then physically not so much. I mean, well, yeah, uh, because could, that's you know, that's what
2: they're talking. They're, yeah. they're talking they're talking physical strength, but it's not inclusive to anybody who's thirty
0: seven years of. Uh, of, of age? Well, I would think physical and mental strength. You know, because nobody is, those that run for office aren't always in the best physical shape, but mentally... Right, I'm, they can just, handle, I'm just talking a about, a about a what they're things. saying, yeah. not what right. you think. I'm talking about what, what they're saying what Don here. Don Lemon is claiming, you mean, r- uh, or what they're r- saying r- on... Right,
2: book. well, I don't, you know, again, uh, mental, uh, you know, again, I don't know, that was a... Uh, That was a uh, frequently asked question. So it's not like it was researched. Mm -hmm. There's no indication. I don't know any indication that says you are stronger mentally between 28 and 45. Yeah. Uh, In fact, I, I think there's been research that's been done because when you accumulate so much knowledge in your life, that when you get into your 50s and 60s, if you don't have... Some type of dementia. That your mind is extremely strong. Yeah, I'm amazed. You know, my you know my father has you know, and I'll be seeing dad later on today. Um, you know, my dad will be 97 in April. Mm-hmm. His mind is as qu- is as quick as sure you, you can imagine. I mean, he recalls things. Yeah. Now he will forget things once in a while, but we all forget things. Yeah. But the fact is, and this is the, the problem though with Nikki Haley using the age thing. That is the problem, because then she's going to be attacked. As, as she is on the left, she was attacked by Don Lemon. Now, it blew up in his face. You know, <laughs> but she was talking about the, the fact that anybody over the age of 75, if they run for political office or the presidency,
0: should have to undergo you know cognitive testing. Well, I would tell you that I could put my support behind a John McNamara
2: <laughs> well, he, he
0: I would. could put my support behind my dad. Now they're neither one of them are going to run, but I could tell you that mentally they are there. Now physically, uh, you know, it would they. Mm-hmm. My dad is a little bit slower at ninety, um, but you know, this is what this is the problem. You're right with Nikki Haley bringing that up. Okay, well then we're going to start measuring every age. Well then only those in their twenties. <laughs> Should be running for office, right, because,
2: but, says AOC. But again, uh, physically is completely different than than, than mentally. You know, you, you go back and mm-hmm. you look at, uh, uh, look at uh, oh, I just can't think of his name, Milton Friedman,
1: mm-hmm.
2: when he was older. Right, right. You know, you, yeah, when, that's my when, point. When you saw those interviews, he was yeah. in his 60s and 70s. Right, no. He, he, I mean, he was, he was his quick and competent as you could possibly get. yeah
0: these these are people that because the physical thing you're not going to be at the peak of, of your physical and you 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 know who knows and uh, in, in terms of running for office but you want you want enough life experience and I think that's the idea in terms of a president you want enough life experience and you want to show demonstrate to people that you are capable of making those decisions. That may be that may right now, that may be laughable to a lot of people uh, based on Joe Biden's lack of qualifications. But it's actually the whole point. Before we talk about anything that might be going on with his brain, um, any age related ailments or dementia or anything else, Joe Biden was not capable of running a country he was not capable of governing margaret thatcher was 53
2: when she became prime minister mm-hmm. would you state would you believe that she was in well uh, probably mentally with all the knowledge that she had acquired over that time yeah, that's my whole point was 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 she in her prime you know absolutely that's the problem but see that's the problem when you start stereotyping as democrats do mm-hmm. let's take this section here i read this here that oh you know people like this she's not in her prime now And and that's the fact that's the problem when you start stereotyping people into groups instead of looking at people as individuals. When we look at at uh, Biden, uh, I don't question his cognitive abilities because of just his age. It is his Mm -hmm. behavior.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's what I was saying. Long before we talk about any cognitive issues, those are important. But long before that, I you know, we go back years with him wanting to be president. He's not capable, simply doesn't have the skills, the ability to govern. No. Yeah. It's just funny.
2: And apparently the co-host, not happy with them at all, that one of them walked off. Yeah, and, well. And just was, well. That's what happens. Well, again, you know, we talk about with the liberal transgender activist movement and the mm. misogyny and the femophobia mm-hmm. that exists there.
0: Yeah. Should right. we be
2: surprised that uh, liberal men are anti-women?
0: Uh, they should have Hillary Clinton on tomorrow morning, <laughs> and she should start. Uh, the The co-host should start with the question: Hillary, when do you believe women are in their prime? <laughs> <laughs> At what age, Miss <laughs> Clinton? Do you believe women are in their prime? <clears throat> you know, it's it, it's it's ludicrous. I would say that. Donald Trump, in his late seventies, is a much much younger late seventies than Biden ever ben was. Biden, yeah, yeah.
2: Physically, physically, and physically. because well, he, he still golfs, and apparently he's he he's got the, the
0: stamina. I mean, pretty long. Yeah, uh, yeah. He wears a bigger suit than some guys, but he's got the stamina. I mean, he's present. You know, the day he was walking out to the helicopter to go get treated for COVID. You know, I thought to myself, wow, you know, I mean, he insisted on, you know, walking too. And I, I know that's a political thing too. It's for show, but these are the things you look for. You look for somebody who is, it, it's not that he needs to be able to run a marathon, but mentally they need to be there, but they need to be there. Even aside from the cognitive issues. And Joe Biden doesn't have that ability. What he has is an ego that won't quit.
2: 86690 Red
1: Eye. We'll be right back with more Red Eye Radio with Eric Harley and Gary McNamara.
2: It's Red Eye Radio. He's Eric Carney, and I'm Gary McNamara. Eight six six ninety Red Eye. Coming up, the liberals, uh, the liberal transgender activist, liberal circular firing squad update coming up. Phew, mm. man. Uh, also, you know, you and I yesterday were talking about the movement of populations uh, across the country. More, more stats uh, to throw out at you to show you. Uh, in 2022 what happened mm. just 2022 alone yeah and it's really amazing the movement of people here in the united states and the effect and, and this is where we got into a discussion when we talked about for example economic growth in this country and where you're going to see it mm-hmm. and the massive population migration that we're seeing inside the united states from blue states to to red states and we believe a lot of that was, you know, because of COVID, but also the taxes and everything else. But actually, the financial implications to those states like California and New York that are losing people and losing tax revenue. And we talked about, in, you know, industry and business. Would you set up a business? Uh, would you set up a multinational business in California? No. Would you headquarter there? Would no. you headquarter in New York? Uh, you see what Elon Musk did. You know, we we talked about podcaster Joe Rogan. And these people are not, you know, as, as Elon Musk said the other day, I voted for Biden. Mm-hmm. These people are not conservatives right. politically. They may be business-wise, right. but they're not in who they vote for, yet they're getting out of these states because it's become unbearable. And so we'll actually bring you some of the figures on it because some of the figures... Uh, and and you wonder, what's going to happen? Mm. What's going to happen over the next 20, 30 years? There seems to be no indication to change the liberal course that they have set. Yeah, The insane right. liberal course that they have set. Yeah.
4: Top of the hour news is brought to you by House Products. Visit houseproducts.com.
1: This is Red Eye Radio
2: All across the USA and around the world, we are Red Eye Radio. He is Eric Harley and I'm Gary McNamara. Download our Red Eye Radio app today and listen when and where you want if you can't listen live overnight. So the columnist uh, Joe Concha wrote an article in the thehill.com called The New Red Wave is Already Here. Over the uh, last couple of days, we've just talked about some of the population shift. He goes into more of the U.S. Census data. Uh, the story came out the other day that California lost, in the last two years, 500,000 mm. people. Uh, and uh, the actual population dipped. That the difference, apparently, between people leaving and coming in was actually 700,000. But they lost a total of, when you take that all into consideration, 500,000 less population in California. Uh, and in 2022, just looking at, because it was 500,000 over two years, but in 2022... 350,000 residents alone. Uh, California lost 350,000 residents in 2022. New York lost about 300,000. Illinois saw more than 140,000 go elsewhere per census numbers. Other states, including New Jersey, uh, lost 64,000. Massachusetts, 57,000. Pennsylvania, 40,000. Other states, such as Florida and Texas, saw huge gains in population. Uh, Texas adding 471,000 jobs, excuse me, uh, residents. Uh, Florida, 444,000 residents. Other population winners, North Carolina, 100,000 residents. South Carolina, 84,000. Tennessee, 81,000. Georgia, 81,000. Uh, Not coincidentally, all the southern states except North Carolina have Republican governors. U-Haul, the largest moving company, recently released data underscoring the census data. California, the state with the most electoral uh, votes, 55, ranked last in terms of migration numbers. Hmm. Illinois, 49th, just ahead of Michigan, Massachusetts, New York and New Jersey. In most of these states, as he writes, the recipe for the exodus has three primary ingredients. Taxes. Uh, California's earnings are taxed at 13.3%. That's at their highest level. Residents of New New Jersey and New York, 10.5% and 8.82%. But if you live in Florida, Texas, or Tennessee, your income is taxed zero. Hmm. Crime. Things are so bad in progressive San Francisco that it fired its district attorney last year. New York saw a record 4,500-plus police officers resign as violent crime rose 22% from the year before. And Mayor Lori Lightfoot is in serious jeopardy of losing her re-election bid in Chicago, with 71% of voters saying the city is headed in the wrong direction. And that story came out yesterday. He wrote this a few days ago. But that story came out yesterday about O'Hare and the homeless encampments in the terminals at O'Hare. I'm I'm assuming it's before you get to security. Mm -hmm.
0: Uh,
2: The post-COVID-19 world prompted many employers to embrace a work-from-anywhere model, given how horrific commutes into and out of these cities can be. Getting dozens of hours of time back every week makes workers happier and more productive. Now, if employees want to leave New York, Chicago, or Los Angeles, for Tampa, Dallas, or Nashville, they may be able to do so without leaving their job, thereby helping to fuel the exodus. Now, these migration patterns have huge consequences on state budgets. Per the Internal Revenue Service, New York's tax base, for example, decreased by $19.5 billion in 2020. California, $17.8 Billion, Illinois eight point five billion. Meanwhile, in that same year, Florida gained twenty three point seven billion in gross income. Texas six point three billion. North Carolina three point eight billion. South Carolina three point six billion. Tennessee two point six billion. The there are political ratif- ramifications to consider as well. The most recent census resulted in Republicans gaining House seats. In a razor-thin majority, these extra seats were crucial in handing the GOP the majority. The uh, wealth of tax revenue coming from an influx of new residents has helped red state governors such as Ron DeSantis. Meanwhile, in New York, uh, Democratic Governor Kathy Hochul is proposing, uh, when we talked about this last week, a $227 billion uh, budget for fiscal 2024. Florida's proposed budget, $115 billion. Half of New York and they have more of a population by uh, almost 2 million people. Um, So there you go. I mean, it's just when you actually see those numbers there uh, and, you know, the question that we had yesterday, there are more questions because who can predict where the future is going to be and and what will help shape the future. But. You don't have – there's no indication that any of these blue states plan on changing anything no, no,
0: no, at no, all. No, no, Nothing. no. They're ramping up the cost of government more and more, um, and they get the political uh, checkbook to do that because they get reelected time and time again. But what happens inevitably, and I've been asking this question for a long time, where's the threshold where we talked about for many years – People who can afford to leave leave, but there's a threshold where you can't afford to stay. Yep. And those are the you know things that I would ask. Uh, how much are we seeing in that? And I would love to see the demographics in terms of uh, what people earn and and you know how long they've lived in those areas before they moved. You know, because when you see that, if they're going to make a move. Some people make a move and, you know, two years later, they can move back or move somewhere else. But for a lot of people, moving is going to be only a handful of times in a lifetime. You want to get to where you're going and you want to get to, you know, whatever job or 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 uh, prospective job or career field. And, may, and, and moving is a big deal if you're talking about leaving California and going to Texas or going to Florida. Unless you've already lived in the places you're going to or you have family there, something like that, that's a big deal. A huge deal. You know, and the same for New York. New York, you can see the, you know, and it's kind of been a running joke for years, retirees leaving New York and going to Florida. But now you're seeing people go for different reasons, and it's not just retirees. And it is a big deal when you're leaving, uh, quite often, family members behind. You're not leaving to go live with or live closer to family. It's quite the opposite. You're leaving family behind in those states because you can't afford to stay. And, And I wonder to what extent that is the case. And what drives a, you know, a uh, a return? The Democrats know. The one Democrat saying we need to open up the, you know, reparations payments to to anybody who basically would come back to California. Yeah, exactly. We, we shouldn't have this uh, qualification <laughs> that says you have to be a longtime resident. Uh, we need to open that up so people will come back. They recognize what's going on.
2: Yeah, and because they said people are moving because... Yeah. They don't have money. Let's bring right. them back by giving them money. It's right. like wow. Yeah, and, <laughs> and you know, and then the, you would you have to have a co- sign a contract that you can't leave. I mean, you would you would have to. I mean, you know, if you're going to follow that idea, oh, a, a ridiculous idea do through. that. Oh, please, yeah. please do yes. that, California. Yes. They're, All right. I, I'm sorry. I keep when I say that I keep forgetting about our conservative friends in California. Well, They're still there. They're I don't still know that they this. would
0: sign the contract. <laughs> no, no, no. But they'd have to pay for it. That's that, true. That's my point. Well, it would, it would have know, to come out of tax uh, revenues. Okay, so so then we ask the question. I mean, there are a lot of people that that live there, and again, many of them, uh, uh, the conservatives in those conservative areas, uh, they've lived there all their lives. You know, these aren't <laughs> horrible places. There, you know, I visit California. Uh, once, uh, used to be once a year, but it slowed down during COVID. But, you know, I've been a number of times. It's a great place. New York is a great place. They offer a number of great things, but I wouldn't want to live there. And the, and that's the that's the end of it with, you know, for people that can go there and, and tourism, by the way, slowing down for the crime in New York City. Uh, Lady Gaga's dad talking about that. Um, but they also talked about it. In you know, in other major blue areas where tourism is slowing down as a result of things that are going on, policies that are put into place like the homeless and uh, what they're doing and not doing about the homeless situation. Um, The fact that you don't feel safe spending your vacation dollars and then taking your family to one of these areas, uh, you don't feel safe at all. Uh, Those are the things that. You know, you you look at, it was a year and a half ago, my oldest granddaughter, for her sweet 16, she wanted her mom to take her to New York City. Oh, they went. And it wasn't great. The first hotel was filled. The city had put a lot of homeless in a hotel. That used to be a nice hotel, something they didn't disclose, of course, when... My daughter booked it, and they made it right and put her in a very nice hotel. But my granddaughter was very clear. It was interesting, but I wouldn't want to go back there, and I certainly wouldn't want to live there. Now, she's lived in Texas, born in Texas, all and, and lived in Texas all of her life. And she's got a lot, you know, that, that she has to experience in life. But she was very clear about the fact that, for her, it didn't feel safe being there. She didn't feel safe and the new yorkers and the, and and all the people in california that have to deal with the the cost of living and then in new york city of course the high crime and the the major metro areas uh, all over the 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 rise in crime these are these are blue led cities and states where this is happening this is a matter of policy that can be changed and so far they've decided not to but Here's the thing, you uh, you vote for Democrats, you support that, and then when it falls down, you know, and and reality, all the reality sets in. The results of your actions, your voting, set in. You're gone, and, and that's and, and pe- yeah. they can't stop people from and, leaving.
2: And that's why that's where we are right now. And I was having the discussion with my dad yesterday about that, and as we talked about on the air a couple of times here in the last. Uh, a week or so. The problem that Democrats have now is everything that was abstract before. Here's what we do for you in the future. And the debt's not going to be a problem and nothing's going to be a problem. We can provide this and we can provide that. And the borders, you know, we can have uh, many more people, you know, cross the border. Mm. Everything that the Democrats proposed over the last 20 years is now hitting reality. Right. Right. And once it hits reality, it doesn't work. Right. And that's the problem that they have, which is why. And we started on this yesterday because we talked about race and there was more on, you know, Nikki Haley today and how they're attacking uh, uh, her as not really being a legitimate minority. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Maybe they can question her womanhood, too, or, you know, whether she's in her prime. Oh, I mean, they did. Yeah. Yeah. but you know, and we said, you know, this is the time now because everything, every major issue that the Democrats have proposed over the last twenty, thirty years, is now hitting reality, and the American public can see it's not working. That's why they're leaving those states; it's not working, and so it's a time also to hit them on their bigoted and and racist mindset that mm-hmm. they have of identity politics, which is judging people by by uh, by groups and not individuals. Mm-hmm. You know, talk about California. Remember my first time I went there. My girlfriend at the time, one of her friends was getting married, so we went there. But we were spending the whole day in San Francisco, and so we were there early, and we had parked our vehicle somewhere probably at, you know, I don't know, 8 o'clock in the morning. Mm -hmm. And we just did everything, and we came back probably 7 o'clock. But when we were going, when we were walking out of the parking uh, ramp, there was a panhandler there. It held a sign saying, please donate, help me. I had to quit my job because my boss is forcing me to work overtime.
3: Mm.
2: And this goes back to, I don't know, 90, maybe 97, 98. Mm. And, and so I'm like, I need to talk to this guy. And she's pulling me away. No, let's go, let's go. But we come back like 10 hours later, he's still there. Yeah, So he's been panhandling overtime. And I went, nope, Sarah, I got to say something. And I was saying it in a, I wasn't angry. I was doing it in a, you know, in a very, you know, with a sense of humor. I said, wait a minute, we came by here. You're panhandling overtime. Yeah. And it was funny because there were a few people around there and they started clapping. They started cheering for me because I was. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, you're man, working overtime. You're, you're, just you're, doing else right. you. you're just doing
0: something else for right. it. You're just doing something else for overtime here. Mm-hmm. My girlfriend, she's
2: pulling me away like, come on, let's go, let's go. And come on, this is fun.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but think about it. He knew that that would connect emotionally with some people. <gasps> yeah. Well, how dare you're, they force you to work overtime? And they walk by the guy every day, probably twenty four yep. seven or close to uh, it.
4: That, that was a great memory. Eight yeah. <laughs> six
0: six ninety Red Eye.
4: Most owner operators leased to larger carriers are paid on a per mile basis or a percentage of revenue per load. The per mile basis is most prevalent among larger fleets; percentage at smaller. Pay per mile tends to dominate discussions about pay just because it's easier to measure. And pay per mile often is wrongly used as the deciding factor in leasing to a carrier. While pay per mile can be a vital factor, it's not a cure for every ill. Nor does it mean a big settlement check is coming in owner-operator's way. Why? Because pay per mile always must be considered in balance with gross revenue as well as total costs. Gross revenue can include flat mileage pay mileage pay that varies by length of haul, percentage revenue pay, and more. Most importantly, though, for every revenue dollar generated, only part of that dollar is profit. But for every extra dollar of cost saved, the entire dollar contributes to profit. Knowing and understanding your cost to operate is fundamental to understanding the true value of any pay package. Owner-Operator Business 101 is provided by Sher Rotella. Shell Rotella with advanced synthetic technology is designed to help keep your rig running with more mileage and less maintenance.
1: Coming up, more with Gary McNamara and Eric Harley. It's Red Eye Radio.
2: It's Red Eye Radio. He's Eric Carley, and I'm Gary McNamara, Eight six six ninety red eye This is really an interesting story. Democrats, uh, House Democrats, refused to attend a border hearing, uh, claiming that there wasn't enough consultation, even though they had three weeks' notice for it. You know what's going on here. Hmm. Democrats realize that Republicans are going to challenge them on all the issues, and they can't defend it. They know it will hurt them politically if they attempt to be part of these hearings, that they will be challenged you cannot win uh, the Democrats' position on the border with the American public right now. So we'll get into more of the the details uh, uh, of that because it's fascinating. And I'm thinking to myself, is that what's going to happen? Because I've been, you know, noticing in in with Republicans in the House that the Democrats, for the most part, have been completely quiet or really don't hit on the issue that republicans are talking about they change the topic they deflect to something else i say well but the republicans did that but they won't confront any of the issues mm. that liberalism is known for right now and as we said the reason is they can't defend what they're promoting that's why biden lies that's why the administration says the border is secure we know that's a lie yeah right we all know the economy is great we all know that's a lie And all these things, and especially with the border, the the Democrats, I think the Democrats don't want anything to do with it. So what they say is, Republicans aren't playing fair, so we're just not going to be a part of it whatsoever. And then they can claim that, well, it was too one-sided,
1: just like the January
2: 6th committee. Except in the January 6th committee, Republicans had no choice in it. Democrats here have a choice.
0: Right. Yep.
2: But I, I just think they look at the election in a couple of years, saying we can't defend the policies of this
0: administration and, and of our party. we can't be caught. Yeah. We can't be caught defending our positions. Yep. Great deals. Hey, I have a great find in your bargain hunting journey. Book online at motel6.com. Use the code CPREDEYE to get 15% off your stay at Motel 6 or Studio 6. Brought to you by Motel 6.
5: Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about...
1: So good, you know you want to listen again with our podcast available on our app and at com. It's Red Eye Radio. He's Eric Carly and
2: I'm Gary McNamara, 86690 Red Eye. So, Judiciary Committee Ranking Member Jerry Nadler announced yesterday that committee Democrats would not attend an official border hearing next week in Arizona, misleadingly claiming there was no consultation with them about it. Nadler, along with Representative Jayapal of Washington, who serves as a ranking member of the Immigration Integrity <laughs> Security and Enforcement Subcommittee, said in a statement uh-huh. that they were not consulted on it. Republicans say they were consulted on it three weeks ago. They were told about it. Yeah. And so they got three weeks notice on it. When you see, you know, the poll came out the other day, even MSNBC carried it. The poll that shows that 63% of Americans very concerned about the border, 40% want it decreased. 15% stay the same, 8% increase. The rest, I don't know. But only 8 percent, they know those numbers are landslide numbers
0: right there. You're not going to win that. And it doesn't matter. So the only thing you can do is, okay, we're going to do some bogus protest.
2: Well, and the fact is, in this poll, they say, uh, are you uh, are you do you have dissatisfaction with the level of immigration into the United States? They don't break it down. Mm. If you break it down to illegal immigration, it's going to be way higher than that. Right. And they know they can't win that that argument. And so they are not, Democrats are not. And I wonder how many issues this is going to be brought forth. The problem right now is everything the Democrats believe is hitting reality. And they can't defend it. The public knows what's going on. You can only fool the public so much of the time. And they have been successful on fooling the public or... Uh, The public has been uh, willfully fooled, uh, you know, because, you know, hey, the abstract sounds great. And now reality hits and reality sucks. Yeah. And that's most likely what's happening. Right. We've seen it with environmental things where, oh, no, no, I want to save the planet. I want to do this. What? I got to pay for it. Well, no, I didn't know I was going to have to pay for it. I thought the billionaires were going to pay for it. I didn't know this was going to affect me negatively. Right. And here we go again. And this is the we stated it yesterday. And I and and I don't want to. Uh, I'm not overstating it. I I believe at all. This is the time when every single issue the Republicans have to get together. And we said this yesterday, especially on on uh, you know on every major issues, economic issue that's affecting uh, the, uh, the 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 public from uh, the the inflation and the inflations relating to the debt and immigra- you know illegal immigration mm-hmm. uh uh crime all these things that the democrats can't win on and the other one is it's time now to pound race right back in their face when you look at the bigots in our society it is absolutely clear who they are yeah. institutionally institutionally yep. speaking yep and they love the word systemic Racism and bigotry is systemic in the United States, Yep, in the Democratic Party. That's where it exists. That's where it's been institutionalized. You've seen the attacks last couple of days on Clarence Thomas. He's an Uncle Tom. Mm -hmm. Nikki Haley, you've seen immediately. Uh, You know, the false things is funny because one of the things is, well, her name really isn't Nikki Haley. It's like, well, yeah, Nikki's actually part of her Indian name, and Nikki is a name that's used. National Review went through it today. Nikki is actually something that's used, and Haley is her husband's name.
0: And and by the way, we've, <laughs> like, we've gone through this recently. Yes, we have. She came out and explained it, I think, on, I think on social media, and the left keeps wanting to walk into that right. as if they think they've got something on her.
2: And it's obvious, and it's been going on for the longest time. If you've been listening to the show, we've hmm. been... ...on the offense on this, and we have criticized the Republican Party. Don't be on the defense. Be on the offense. Because it is so so plainly clear. It's blunt. They hit you over the head every day with their bigotry of judging people by groups and not individuals. Mm -hmm. Every single day they do it. And the worst offenders of race-baiting and racism and bigotry is the liberal black leadership in this country... And the Democratic Party. Starting with the president. Yeah, starting with the president. And it's obvious. And we had stated this. I mean, we knew this way, way back when I first became a talk show host in 89. And then it was in its infancy and the organization was there. And you had in the the our organization, I'll never forget, the talk show host organization. I went to a couple of the national conventions, whatever, and it was... In its infancy, when there was a lot of camaraderie even between the right and left, because you were in the business together, it was yeah, a you know right, business yeah. kind of mm-hmm. of of thing. But even at that point, you had some. I remember Armstrong Williams was a. I don't don't even know where he is today, but he you know was a major force in conservative uh, talk radio. Larry Elder was in it early, and they they were just eviscerated as being Uncle Toms. I mean, right. The left was just going, and that's at that point where you said, "Oh, well, what are you talking about? What do you mean, Uncle?" Oh, so they have, So all blacks have to think the exact same way, or they're not genuinely black, or uh, they're cooperating with the, the slaveholders. Sharpton was saying it again. What was what was Sharpton saying the other day about um, Desantis? I mean, the exact, you know, the exact same thing. You know, he's beholden to the slaveholders and everything else. Mm-hmm. Oh, he. Uh, there's a headline: Sharpton likens DeSantis' education policies to slavery and segregation. Sharpton is the biggest bigot that you could possibly find and everybody knows it right everybody knows it the Democratic Party knows it why because they're bigots too they judge people by groups instead of individuals well we've been saying this for since you and I've been on together for 18 years and you know that separately for years yeah you know that they're
0: losing when they do nothing but throw out the whole you know when they go to the race card it's Uh, which is pretty much every day now, you know that they know they're losing. Yep. We don't have to defend ourselves on the issues. We can just scream racism. And they want to, again, portray people like Governor DeSantis, you know, as, well, he doesn't want to teach, he doesn't want kids to learn about slavery. Exactly, which is false. Right. Well, it's just like the, you know, the last time the liberal... Uh, uh, media and the liberal activists tried to go after him. You know, it was the don't say gay bill. No, it wasn't. And you know it wasn't. And this is where they have to create the division. Listen, huh, the people of Florida spoke very loudly in November. They know what this governor is about. Yep. The parents of Florida know what this governor is about and that's exactly what they want from this governor and he's delivering exactly what they want this is the thing you know they think again they're winning and they think they're taking on the GOP what they're doing over and over again is taking on everyday Americans including parents in this case I think with the rise
2: in the rhetoric I think there's uh, there's a mindset that they're losing this, and that's why you see yeah. the acceleration right. of the you know the racial rhetoric, and they keep upping it, and they keep upping it. And the, I mean, basically, the Democratic Party has become Joy Behar mm. and Whoopi. Mm. That's what they've become. Mm-hmm. You know, when you look at the View, the View basically is a microcosm of the Democratic Party right now. Pure insanity, just pure insanity rage bigotry anti-semitism you know that's what the view is that's what the view has become uh no critical thinking at all on any issue Mm -hmm. delusional Mm -hmm. and so when i see the view i'm like oh that's what the mainstream of the democratic party now that's all the stuff that the Democratic Party yeah. is pushing. Right. And it's all hitting reality and they can't win it. So they just scream louder. Yeah. yeah. Because there's no other, there's no other exit ramp except scream louder and demonize the other side in an insane way. Right. That when you break it down, you're like, well, that's ridiculous. And they can't stop it. And as the continuation, you know, they see Florida. Don't, don't. They know that Democrats know that the DeSantis message worked in Florida was unprecedented. They're scared to death that other Republicans will follow the DeSantis model because they don't know how to
0: beat it because they can't beat it. So what do you do? You ramp up the charges against him as a racist. Right. You know, he's a bigot. And, you know, the one thing about DeSantis, he doesn't flinch. But you know that they're. this is it's quite telling. You see the level of excitement that they're at on the far left and how over the top and how how they're becoming louder and louder and louder on it, on everything. They know they're losing and they know going into 24, because here's the thing. The writing is on the wall for the Senate. In terms of right now what the odds are. Not that the GOP can't screw it up. Gary and Eric. Our quote is. Never underestimate the ability of the GOP. Mm -hmm. To screw up elections. But these are the things they look at. And they see. All right. The Senate may not go our way. The White House may not go our our way. Because it's clearly now going to be Biden. We can't defend ourselves on these issues. And so what do we do? Well on the committee's. We're just going to not participate.
2: Uh, I saw DeSantis uh, it, yesterday, or the day before, because I saw it on YouTube. And some reporter asked him the question: "Well, you knew that many of these state organizations were instituting DEI, or they were instituting when you became uh, governor. How come you didn't stop it back then?" Mm-hmm. Basically saying, "Okay, we got you. You know, you you're just coming out now on mm-hmm. on this, mm-hmm. and there must be some type of hypocrisy." And he goes, and he looked, he goes. That's a really good question. He said, I didn't know. Mm-hmm. When I heard diversity, I had no idea that this is what they were going to do. And when I learned about it,
5: mm-hmm.
2: and he, said, I'll, you know, he said, I'll be blunt. I didn't know. Mm-hmm. But when I found out about it, I realized, and I'm like, wow, he just completely disarmed. He a lot of things happen that you hear and you go, okay, that sounds really good. And you investigate him, and go, they're not good. Because once I found out what it was actually about, I heard the title and they go, oh, okay, whatever, whatever it is. And then he said, you learn. You Mm -hmm. learn. And that's what I did in this particular case. And I'm against this, 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 and this. I'm like, wow, that's beautiful. Completely disarmed him. He goes, and thank you, everybody. Thank you for being here. Everybody claps. It's like, wow. Yeah. That's the other thing DeSantis does. Whenever he gives a speech, he has his supporters in there. So when a question, that's actually a great, that's actually a great thing to do. When you think about it politically, mm-hmm. I like that as a political, uh, you know, because it sounds like it's a press conference because reporters are asking questions. And when he gives the right answer, people clap. And I'm like, oh, so he's alone. It's not just the press asking him questions. It's the press and his supporters in there at the right. same time. Right. I'm like that. You don't see that a lot.
0: No, you don't. You don't. You don't. And and the the uh, the, the people like the hot mic activist reporter. Oh, yeah. They have to be livid over that. Yep. Because here's the thing. Those people aren't false supporters. He's not paying someone to clap. Hey, clap when I say something. Clap when I say this. Those are actual supporters. And he's got a ton of it. In fact, of any other governor, I don't know of any other governor that has the support right now of his state like like DeSantis.
2: 866 90 eye
1: Lines open for your calls. 866 90 Red Eye on Red Eye Radio.
0: Personalized savings on commercial truck insurance with Smart Haul from Progressive. Learn more at progressivecommercial.com. Not available in all states or situations. If you drive a big rig, you know that more time on the road means more money in your pocket. Shell Rotella, with advanced synthetic technology, is designed to help keep your rig running and save you money in the long run.
2: It's red Eye Radio. He's Eric and I'm Gary McNamara. Eight six six ninety Red Eye. Earlier, we we're talking about uh, the census statistics and uh, people moving uh, to the South, actually moving to red states from blue. Let's go to Mike in Tennessee. Mike, welcome. You're on Red Eye Radio. Welcome to the show. Hi. Uh,
3: hi, guys. I uh, love the show. Listen all the time. Thank you. I. Uh, you're exactly. You're talking my subject here. Uh, Originally spent most of my life in Michigan, but I, I remarried in my later years and moved to upstate New York just because we consolidated two households, and it was easier for me to move there. Uh, I wasn't there a month and knew we had to go someplace else. We researched, and we decided ultimately to live in the middle Tennessee. Uh, I live north of uh, Nashville, outside a little town. But I, have, I kid you not, I, we essentially make the same amount of money we did in New York, which the bonuses, the cost of living here is just everyday goods and services are much less expensive. But bottom line on taxes, between property taxes and no income tax, we literally save five hundred dollars each and every week.
2: That's twenty-five grand a year.
3: Making, yeah. 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 And we're not, and we are not, we're 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 not making two or three hundred thousand bucks a year. We're we're yeah. middle income people. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah,
2: well, no, twenty five thousand dollars is huge. That's a that's a massive retirement plan down down the road for you. Start of a major retirement plan. Yeah.
1: This is Red Eye Radio on Westwood One. Now, it's Red Eye Radio. Gary McNamara and Eric Hurley talk about everything from politics to social issues and news of the day. Whether you're up late or you're just starting your day, welcome to the show. This is Red Eye Radio.
2: All across the USA and around the world, we are Red Eye Radio. I'm Gary McNamara. He's Eric Hurley. Download our Red Eye Radio app today. You can listen when and where you want. If you can't listen live overnight, So, uh, last caller was great because, uh, and he had moved from him, he and his family moved from upstate New York down to uh, just north of uh, Nashville and actually put into perspective just on taxes alone, which would be state income tax and property tax, $500 a week. Now remember, that's after tax money that you Mm -hmm. save. Mm -hmm. That's $500 a week. Wow, that's 26000 a year. Yeah. That's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And talking about, you know, people moving, and that's what they see.
1: Well, you, again, you can, you can
2: do you can do, the, you can do the figuring. You can get, with the Internet, doesn't take you very long to sit there and say, okay, if we make the same money... Here, what are, what are our taxes, what are our property taxes? Basically, what it would be. You can find out all that information.
0: And, and at some point, it. you can't afford to stay. You've got to move. And we're getting to that tipping point, clearly, for a number of people in both New York and California. And I, I would say other areas. Cost of living is so massive when you talk about the Bay Area. Oh my gosh. Who can afford to live there anymore? Where,
2: remember, this was eight years ago, maybe, that it came out that uh, the whitest city, Mm. like 20 years from now, Mm -hmm. which will almost be entirely white, will be the most liberal city because minorities will not be able to afford to live there. Right. Because. Because they care, which is then, all right, in San Francisco, let's give five million and and, and then the one politician, let's give five million to anybody who deserves uh, uh reparations and and then the, the other politician that came in and said, Well, wait a minute. No, we should just shouldn't give it to people that are here. We should bring people since people are leaving the state, let's give them hundreds of thousands and or millions of dollars to come back in. Well, then Eric and I, being the fact that we like to connect the dots and we don't stop at at just, okay, you give people money, they come back. It's like, well, what happens after they come back? Well, if I get $5 million, I'm leaving the state once I get that $5 million because the $5 million will go a lot further in Tennessee.
0: Escape California.
2: And then it's like, okay, if they did that, they would have to mandate that you would, and you know how you have to, if you get, if you get the reparations money, you must buy local. You cannot buy from any big box store. Everything must be from a local uh, a, a business, whether you're <laughs> buying milk uh, or pot. It needs to be, everything needs to be local, 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 local. And you must sign a contract where you cannot leave for the rest of your life you are forced to stay in california and if you don't we'll take all the money back
0: and remember if you need a new car after 2035 it has to be electric <laughs> i mean
2: seriously well that's the the good thing is <laughs> look one thing let's give let's give liberalism uh credit where it's, it's deserved uh It was uh, Bloomberg. It was uh, uh, rewritten by Forbes. We told you about it mm, Was it earlier this week or last week. Mm. That uh, the average person isn't going to be able to afford a car anymore. Well, since liberals have made owning a car so much expensive, so much more expensive, just think, you won't have to buy a car and see how much money you'll save. Yeah. Like the Wall Street Journal. And I found this interesting as we as you got the uh, the wholesale inflation numbers coming in the highest since last summer when inflation was the highest 0.7% in January higher than expected and the highest since last summer
0: this That's, is something that if you look at it uh, with the inflation numbers earlier this week and and the PPI yesterday the reaction the market reacted more negatively to yesterday's numbers yes and you look, too, at the core PPI yesterday, which was higher. These are the things that, you know, again, this is going to tell you essentially uh, what we should expect down the road. You had the St. Louis Fed president who said, look, it's going to have to be a half a point interest rate hike on the next hike and probably again at some point this year. You know, they they all know you've got to get to, to at least six on the Fed rate. That's being said by most analysts right now that if the if the Fed's not serious about the target rate of six or beyond, they're not serious about inflation. But what happens when you get to six? Well, you bring about the idea is to, to slow the economy, to bring about a recession. Well, if you look at the the Fed and their calendar, that means that the recession would happen as we start to get into the heart of the political season for 24. You're going to start having more and more announcements and everything else, but Biden is going to have to, I mean, look, my question is, for Joe Biden, is inflation or a recession, and or and or a recession, the worst thing on his plate right now? I don't know that it is. Politically, it's always about the economy. But so many things are on his plate. The point is, so many things are on his plate. It's just one more thing. And I i really don't know how you defend it, you know, other than what they're doing. They just, they're just ignoring the truth. Well, that's not. No, the inflation is coming down. As we have been talking, the president's plan is working. This is exactly how it was designed. Yeah. <laughs> and... I You know, we were talking the other day and I said, if somebody who's not, you know, watching the the pressers every day and they're not a political want, they're just, they tune in and they hear that, no, the president's plan is working. They're going, whoa, his plan is for prices to be high forever? (laughs) Exactly. Well, that's, again,
2: that's where they're... Analysis of their policy hits up against people actually experience observing and feeling the reality and yeah. you can't sell it.
0: Right. No, you can't, you know, because those numbers that come out, you know, the inflation numbers that came out the other day are for January. We've already paid for that. It's like saying, well, oh, you know, you're too stupid to know that inflation is coming down and that things are getting better. Yeah, what you experienced the last month was not really what you experienced. Exactly. You must have been looking at something else other than your receipts, and well, that's and the other th- th- your bank account. That's the thing too about the administration
2: because you notice the last week they've been asked what are, the polls don't say. Well, we don't believe the polls. Schumer right. said it. Yeah, she, uh, Green uh, Jean Pierre said it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the 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 White House has been saying it consistently. All the polls are wrong. All of them. Yeah. Hey, it's just. We just, we don't believe the polls. The polls are always wrong. (laughs) Even the liberal polls. And it's like, the polls aren't wrong when it comes to what people think about inflation. Sorry. You can look at an individual poll, but polls are an indicator, as you listen to this show. Because we know when polls don't go the way that Republicans like, they complain about them. And say, uh, all polls are inaccurate. That's not true. Mm -hmm. How do we know that? Because... We follow, for example, in presidential elections, we follow what pollsters are the closest. And as we said, one poll is not the gospel. But polls, a succession of polls, do give you an indication of where the momentum is. And everybody recognizes what inflation is. And when asked about it, the president will simply say, and Green Jean-Pierre would just say, you know, we don't believe the polls. The polls are all wrong. Mm. American public really is looking at the job we're doing and saying the administration's doing a great job on inflation. Now, as we've said, that gets to the point of gaslighting because everybody knows it's a lie. They know it's a lie. But then we had this. Mm. Now, we've talked about this before. The Wall Street Journal opinion page, the editorial page, is conservative. The newspaper itself is liberal. Mm Mm-hmm. We predicted this in the last month. We said this was going to happen. That eventually the left would come out and say, in order to save money because of inflation, stop eating. Yeah. We got it. And the funny thing was this came out on Valentine's Day, and it's right next to the story that says, CPI report today, inflation 6.4% in January. And right next to that, to save money, maybe you should skip breakfast.
0: Yep. Well, we said it. We said it. Intermittent fasting is all the rage. Skip breakfast. Right.
2: And it's going to be, you'll be, this will help you. See, high inflation, what the Biden administration has done. Has made it where you seriously need to consider dieting. And that's the kind of thing how government can help you. Yeah.
0: You can save a lot of money by you know, if you would just stop existing. First thing you do is give up breakfast. And who needs all that hygiene? <laughs> You're wasting water, (laughs) precious soap. You don't need.
2: Americans, come on. You only need to shower once a week. Once a week? Once a month. Once a month.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yikes.
2: See, you should shower once a month,
0: skip breakfast, snacks. And is constipation so bad? Think about this how much you could save in toilet paper alone. Think about this. It's constipation so bad. <laughs> I saw I,
2: in my mind I did theater of the mind. I saw that headline like in salon.com. Is constipation, constipation. really that bad? You,
0: you're saving. Look, you're saving a lot of trees if you don't go every day. Oh my gosh! <laughs> and then they they would do a, then they would do a list. Here are some foods that will slow down your digestive tract.
2: fiber is helpful and
0: moves slower that's right (laughs) yeah so listen if you just think differently it's not really inflation yeah look
2: this stomach virus that's been going around the united states is helpful right you know how much I, i lost five pounds
0: right exactly You can you can do this. Gas prices are high. You can walk. But it's uh, it's great. Her Senator John
2: Kennedy uh, said skipping meals to make ends meet. This is how badly Biden's economy is beating down the average American. Mm
0: -hmm. Um, Well, I guarantee you there are plenty of parents out there having to make some choices on what they're, you know, buying and and what they're able to afford for their kids. (laughs)
2: Financial guy Douglas Bonepart suggested that Americans could save even more by skipping all meals. If you yeah. skip breakfast, lunch, and dinner, right. you can even save more money. Right. Others su- <coughs> suggested intermittent fasting.
0: Well, or just go walk the aisles at the big box store, Sands and Costco. Get you some of those samples. Then go home. Wow. Just amazing. I mean, you just, you just there's plenty of ways to save money. <laughs> you know, it used to be you go to your neighbor's door. Do you ha- can I borrow a cup of sugar? You go to your neighbor's door. Can I borrow a twelve pound turkey? Wow! Isn't yeah, amazing. Did we, they not
2: know the backlash they were going to get for that? To save money, maybe you should skip breakfast. I.
0: When You know, it was inevitable it was going to get to that point. <clears throat> America's too fat. Listen, well, slow yeah, but, down. No,
2: but they can't say that because, mm-hmm. because the Democrats, the liberals, are promoting anybody. I think Rogan talked about this. That was a headline the other day mm-hmm. that uh, Democrats are promoting that being out of shape and overweight is good. Mm-hmm. That you shouldn't be judged on it at all. Mm-hmm. Well, now they're saying you should skip breakfast. What side are they on here?
0: Well, what it is, is it's quiet fat shaming. (laughs) They pretend like they're trying to save you some money, but really they're saying, "Uh, quiet quitting. Those pants look like they're in pain when they're on you. Quiet, quiet fat shaming. (laughs) Yeah. Slow it all down. Everybody slow it all down. Just say it in different ways. I mean, it's the liberals that have been throwing those incredibly
2: attractive photos mm-hmm. of the singer Lizzo very scantily clad. Yeah, right on exactly. stage yeah. as a celebration, right of I was it differently abled bodies. Mm-hmm. I don't even know what this. I don't even know what the term is. Yeah, I
0: don't. <laughs> <Different>. <laughs> I don't. And, I don't know how it works. Right. But yeah, you you know, and and that's what you want to do. Now, just change the language.
2: Now, wait a minute. Here's We don't know what the liberal rules are, so we, we're trying mm. to figure this out. Mm. Now, should you only say to save money, maybe you should skip breakfast to a skinny person? If you say it to somebody who is overweight... No, because skinny people that are be, already
0: skipping breakfast.
2: Would that be viewed as... Because mm. if you say it to somebody who's overweight, you can't do that. That's right. against the rules of liberalism right. today.
0: Yeah. Well, skinny people don't eat breakfast. Already they're skipping it. <laughs> You have to explain to them what breakfast is. I eat breakfast. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Huh? I thought you were gonna say, yeah, but you're not skinny. <laughs> I was waiting for that. Yeah. I gave you the well, perfect opening and I'm, you didn't I'm go wait- to the I'm waiting for you to, path. Yeah,
0: exactly. I'm waiting for you to just <laughs> kind of let that fall out. <laughs> 866-90 Red Eye.
1: Get in touch with Red Eye Radio, toll-free at eight six six ninety red eye. Check out all the latest in news, events, tracking information, and podcasts at Red Eye Radio's website at Red Eye Radio.
2: It's Red Eye Radio. He's our Carly, and I'm Gary McNamara, 86690 Red Eyes. So, yeah, Hossain inflation uh, went to 0.7 in uh, January, more than expected, highest number since uh, last uh, summer. The Labor Department said Thursday its producer price index, which measures inflation at the wholesale level before it reaches the consumers, rose uh, 0.7%. Those figures uh, were both higher than the 5.4% headline figure and the 0.4% monthly increase forecast uh, by economists, a worrisome sign for the Federal Reserve as it seeks to cool price gains and tame consumer spending with the most aggressive interest rate hike campaign. Since the uh, 1980s, excluding the more volatile measurements of food and and energy, core inflation rose 0.5% for the month, the highest increase since May of 2022, and nearly double the Wall Street estimate. Hmm. That was wholesale.
0: Yeah. Right. Yeah.
2: So the highest since May of 2022. That's when inflation was the highest, by the way, last summer, right? Mm -hmm. And nearly double. The Wall Street uh, uh, estimate. The data comes just a few days after the Labor Department reported that consumer price index, which measures the prices paid directly by consumers, rose 0.5 percent in January, the most in uh, in three months. The annual inflation rate also came in at a hotter than expected 6.4 uh, percent. You know, I did see another article yesterday saying the Fed now is not going to do two half points that. That was – some were speculating that a, a few days ago. I saw an article yesterday saying, nope, just a quarter point each of
0: the next – Well, you know, it's interesting. You had the St. Louis Fed president yesterday that said he was supporting a half point on the last move and that he believes they need to go a half point on the next couple of moves. But if the Fed's not going to do that and, – and because inevitably if they get to the, you know, target rate of a Fed rate of six or more – Then you slow the economy just in time for 2024. And do you want to do that politically? No, they don't want to do that. But inflation would be here to stay for a long time.
1: The bonus Show.
2: It's Red Eye Radio. He's Eric Carley, and I'm Gary McNamara, Eight six six ninety. 90 uh, Red Eye, looking at the media uh, from uh, from both sides. We'll be checking out the latest uh, circular, liberal circular firing squad uh, in the New York Times. But uh, the story coming out uh, yesterday, uh, you see the text messages that uh, Dominion voting systems put out mm. uh, about uh, about Fox. Uh, and this goes back to the uh, the lawsuit where Dominion's, you know, filing a ton of different lawsuits from a bunch of different people. Uh, Dominion uh, was the um, uh, uh, was uh, accused of of uh, by Sidney Powell, for example, and uh, others of actually uh, in Georgia changing the numbers, right, uh, of the and, and the algorithm and everything else. And mm-hmm. we had said from the very beginning. Very, very beginning. And we got flack from from Republicans, but we had said, no, Sidney Powell's lying. Yeah. She was lying. Look, there are were, there were a ton of things you can look at, but then the specific things about Dominion and Smartmatic. I mean, Smartmatic wasn't even involved in the damn election. I mean, that's mm-hmm. the thing that was incredible is uh, Sidney Powell with uh, Michael Flynn and the defense she gave him was stellar. Yeah. And there was a lot of credibility she had built up. And then when she started with these allegations, you're like, where do you get this from? Where's your evidence? We have it. It's, she never had it. Uh, and uh, the um, text messages that were released from different Fox personalities yesterday by Dominion, Tucker Carlson referred to then-President Donald Trump on the night of January 6th as a demonic force in a text to his producer. Mm. Mm. Uh, The issue is claims that Fox News hosts and guests made shortly after the 2020 presidential election. Uh, From the actual uh, brief release from Dominion, uh, Fox hosts Tucker Carlson, Laura Ingraham, and Sean Hannity immediately understood the threat to them personally. Carson wrote to his producer on November 5th, we worked really hard to build what we have These F-words are destroying our credibility. It enrages me. He added that he had spoken with Laura and Sean a minute ago. They were highly upset. Uh, At this point, we're getting hurt no matter what, his producer responded. It's a hard needle to thread, and I really think many on our side are being reckless demagogues right now. And this is where, you know, immediately after that, the election was stolen. Mm Mm-hmm. Of course they are. We're not going to follow them, Tucker replied. He added, uh, what Trump is good at is destroying things. He's the undisputed world champion of that. He could easily destroy us if we play it wrong, end of quote. Hmm. Uh, and so, um, let's see, elsewhere in the filing is a text where Carson uh Tucker Carlson tells Sean Hannity that Fox News' Jackie Heinrich should be fired over a fact check of Trump's uh, election claims. Please get her fired, he said. Seriously. Fox says Dominion's lawsuit is meritless, and this is what it comes down to. It doesn't matter what the hosts know. If they're just interviewing people and asking them questions... But if they knew, and these text messages knew, if they claimed one thing and then claimed another thing, and Dominion can present, here's what they said on this date and on air they said that, that's where they have a point.
0: Sure. Uh, As it pertains to anything they've said about Dominion, and, and I guess also entertaining anybody who's going to be a guest on the show repeatedly. You can't control what the guest says. But eventually they did. (laughs) Eventually they got to where they didn't either either. They didn't have the guest back on or if the guest started to go down that road, they would shut him down.
2: Uh, uh, All the top anchors, Sean Hannity, Tucker Carlson and Laura Ingram expressed disbelief in what Sidney Powell was saying as she was aggressively promoted claims of election fraud and specific election fraud. That right. was the thing when you right. got into the algorithms, and then we had said it, and I—I I was telling you during our pre-show meeting, Tucker Carlson also said it almost at the exact same time. When Sidney Powell, remember, remember when they sort of uh, when she came out and said that um, Kemp uh, that uh, Kemp and the Secretary of State were taking bribes from Dominion, right? Yeah, and we said at that point she's lying,
0: and we she's we within said, a day she was gone and separated, yep. Yep. and it was very clear. They were making a statement. She had to write something and release a statement, as did Trump's team, to say, hey, she was never officially part of the Trump team.
2: Yep. Uh, Tucker Carlson, in a text message, his producer said, Sidney Powell is lying. Now, I don't know if he said that on the air. I remember he said, we have to highly doubt the things that she is saying. Hmm. By the way, sorry. Uh, who the hell I would never, if, if now you and I always say what we believe, whether we're on the air or off the air, Mm -hmm. our opinions off the air are the exact opinions that we have on the air. Yep. We just don't do it any other way. Right. But if I was trying to soft sell something, I would never put it in writing on my work email that I believed one thing and said something else on the air.
0: Right. Never. No. No. Um, I don't think I've ever in an email ever
2: in my entire life ever put a political opinion I had sending it to you on work email Or anybody, any other co worker, or any boss, or anything.
0: Yeah. No. Uh, It's Uh, more about the the logistics of the show. I don't. Maybe
2: maybe once or twice, but if we did do that, it was exactly what we felt. Yeah. Because I remember the Jimmy Carter thing one time. Mm. So maybe we sent an email on that. Well,
0: it was about, yeah, yeah, and we were invited to an event. Um and and the former president's people invited us and we said look this is a bad idea for these reasons and this is what we believe these are the reasons why we probably shouldn't be there and his people probably don't want us there yeah
2: so but but we did express an opinion on work email which was mm-hmm. the exact opinion that we held though it it, right. it didn't differ in any way mm-hmm. there wasn't more intensity in the email than what we said on the air right. But uh, Tucker Carlson, in an email to his producer, said, Sidney Powell is lying. Laura Ingram sent in a text back to Carlson, "Sydney is a complete nut. No one will work with her. Ditto with Rudy Giuliani. Mm. And Carlson said, it's unbelievably offensive to me. Our viewers are good people, and they believe him. And that's where he got to the point of Trump can destroy us if we don't basically implying Trump will destroy us if we don't buy into the narrative, has right. the potential to destroy us right. if we don't buy into the narrative. That could be hurtful because what you're saying is you're responding to the fact that you you believe one thing, and so if you got on the air and brought on guests and didn't challenge them the way you challenge that, that could be a problem. Well,
0: and and what's it all for? That that's how you make a living, that's your business, that's your business model. If you believe that Trump could destroy your business model by going basically having your viewers believe that you don't follow Trump, you don't like Trump, you're not a fan of Trump, that you believe he and his people are lying and everything else, and that is all about your viewers, which is all about your ratings, which means if that were to happen, the money would all go away. And that's where the... Lawsuit comes in when you talk about, you know, it's a pretty substantial amount of money.
2: No, yeah, that's a that's a great point. So you 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 defamed us so you could save your posterior. Yeah, and that's what they're, caused, that's, that's then,
0: why Dominion is caused, putting these okay, yeah. text messages out is yeah. is that they were trying to protect their business model by going along with essentially that narrative and. They were doing that for financial reasons while destroying our business model, we believe, and, and that's where the damage
2: is. What time did this story come out? Because I, I, the one I have here from – I'm reading mean, this from CNBC. There's a number mm. of – now, Fox doesn't touch
0: this. Right. Yeah, this, you this wouldn't. Story. You I mean, wouldn't. they don't. They don't. Yeah, they don't, yeah, they don't yeah. touch the no. story
2: and what came out yesterday because they're involved in it. Mm-hmm. So other media is reporting it and right. and gleefully. For example, I saw sure. CNN. You know, re- reporting it. Mm-hmm. Everything else, but uh, the story I have from CNBC came out at nine twenty-two. Anybody respond on Fox to
0: this? I didn't see. I guess we'll find out sooner enough, though. You know, and and that's the thing. The approach is, and you and I always take the approach that. Look, um, and, and things that are early on in the game, things that we can't prove and disprove, we would say, okay, anybody making this claim is going to have to prove it this way. And this is how that's going to go. I don't believe it because it sounds, and, and the credibility isn't, you know, nothing's adding up. They're not bringing the proof. They're not doing this or whatever it is. You set it up that way to say, and, and it's not because you, I'm not doing it to, to, Necessarily protect protect my credibility. It's just that's the I believe the honest approach. Oh, we, if, don't, we don't if, know, we don't know because, any
2: other way to do it. It's well, it, that's that's it. My, if you're going to make
0: a claim about a you know a software company, you know, um, or in this case the other way around, if if Dominion is you know in their claim in their suit against uh, Fox News or any of the uh, hosts there at Fox News, um, then they've got to bring that substantial proof they the, the burden is on them to bring that yeah and 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 demonstrate this is what happened and and we said it early on and it doesn't matter what it is that eventually it will come out and i'm not afraid of being wrong but the thing is is i'm not going to commit to something that i don't know i can tell you what other people are claiming
2: yeah yeah, we And I remember when it first came out, we just went, whoa, when she made the claim of of the, the bribery. We said, mm-hmm. you better have proof of that or you've got a huge lawsuit on your hand. And that's when I remember Tucker Carlson came out that week. And I can't remember exactly what he said. I don't believe he said, mm-hmm. as he said in the text message, that she's lying. Right. That Sidney Powell was lying. But I know he doubted the story. He made it clear he doubted the story.
0: Well, it was clear that the uh, that the Trump team wanted her... Completely severed.
2: Yeah, they did. Yep. And, and, they and did it was just that. And it was after that. It was yep. after that statement. I right. remember and that was yeah. it was around, th- I can't remember if it was either uh, before or after Thanksgiving. It all
0: happened within a, a couple yeah. of days.
2: And that was like, whoa. Mm-hmm. Now, we knew there was a huge problem mm-hmm. when Smartmatic re- responded very early on. We were in one county in mm-hmm. California. That's it. We had right. nothing to do with the damn election. Mm-hmm. At that point, you knew than if they would tell that big of a lie. If that big of a lie would be told about Smartmatic and they weren't even involved in the election. Mm -hmm. I mean, that was just so incredibly sloppy for people that call themselves attorneys to ever be involved in anything like that unless you had the... And I say sloppy and stupid
0: because the lawsuit behind it. I just don't know what the motive is. They know how this works. If you make a charge against someone or an organization or a company, then you better have something to back that up. You can't just blatantly say that. You can say things like, oh, man, it's rigged. It's rigged, yeah. You can say things like, man, that governor doesn't care about his own party. He doesn't work in the interest of his own. You can say a number of things, but when you're talking about Illegal activity and accusing companies specifically or individuals of
2: taking a bribe,
0: even individuals in the government, then you're talking about crimes. You're saying they committed crimes. You know that you have to prove that. You know the burden of proof is on you when you make that claim. You probably to a public figure. Well, you can say,
2: "Look, the election was stolen." You can say, "I think the governor stole the election."
3: You could say that.
2: You probably get away with that. that. You can't say the governor stole an election by taking a bribe. Right. Because then that gets to a specific exactly
1: 866-90-RED-EYE. We'll be right back with more Red Eye Radio with Eric Harley and Gary McNamara. If you like listening to Red Eye On Demand, we have more of Eric Harley and guests for you.
2: It's Red Eye Radio. He's our Carly, and I'm Gary McNamara. Eight six six ninety Red Eye. Meanwhile, coming up on the top of the hour, New York Times and the liberal circular firing squad coming up. Hmm. And meanwhile, that story that uh, came out uh, either was late yesterday afternoon or last night that we may have identified one of the balloons. Yeah, that one of the balloons that has been that has been missing. There is a balloon that the bottle cap balloon brigade. An Illinois hobby group. Amateur balloonists. Amateur balloonists claims that they're... Now, there's there's different stories here. One claims it's a $12 balloon. The other, a $13 balloon. Whoa!
0: Claims the it's... next thing you know, they're going to be claiming it's a $14 balloon.
2: Claims their weather balloon last pinged near the Yukon on February 10th. Huh. Just hours before an F-22 brought down a UFO in the same area. Mm.
1: This is Red Eye Radio on Westwood One.
0: Hey, that's part one of our show. Don't miss the rest. Click part two on our website redeyeradioshow.com or Red Eye Radio phone app to hear the rest of the show. And thanks for listening to Red Eye Radio.
5: John brings his skewed sense of humor. Jeff brings tips to cut strokes off your next round. Together, it's those weekend golf guys. They'll pay a lot of money to PXG and Titus and Callaway and Don on blah, blah, blah. How many yards do you think you're going to pick up with that extra? I think I can get an extra five to ten. What if I give you 15 to 20? can't pay me more. Jeff Smith right? teaches on a sliding scale. <laughs> those weekend golf guys, the podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen.